Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. All right, uh, welcome back, everybody. It's 105 at Edmonton. If you're just joining us right now on Oilers Now, there has been a trade. It involves a guy who seemingly always gets traded, like June 26th to June 29th. Uh, this is Oilers Now, second hour of Oilers Now, brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer, the ideal place to start your daily vacation. Frank Cervalli, who joins us every Tuesday in Oilers Now for friends at Horse Race in Alberta, is reporting the Chicago Blackhawks have acquired Taylor Hall and the rights to UFA Nick Foligno uh, for the rights to RFA's Ian Mitchell and Alex Regula. No salary retained by Boston. This represents a pure salary dump to clear $6 million uh, off the books. Um, well, uh, for the record, uh, we have discussed, uh, basically since Boston was being eliminated from the playoffs, that we foresaw one of Hall or Jake DeBrus being moved. Again, Elliot Friedman, Frank Cervalli, two of our regulars, have both confirmed Hall is going to the Hawks. We're going to go to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Our co-headliner today on a day in which we had Connor McDavid on the show. Oilers now headliner for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. We welcome back to the show Edmonton Oilers General Manager and President of Hockey Operations, Ken Holland. Hello, Ken. How are you doing? Good, Bob. Nice to be with you. Yes, thank you for joining us live. Uh, and it, it does appear it's... Boy, Taylor Hall's bounced around a little, hasn't he? This is, a, this is, this is an interesting one. Well, I mean, obviously, the, the cap challenges, you know, hopefully next year we'll... Uh, well, this is still pandemic-related, but I think the cap's gone up, what, $2 million in over a five-year period, so... Yeah, um, you know, teams that have gone to the cap uh, like us, like Boston, there's you know, there's ten or twelve teams, so they have to make difficult decisions. And that's one of them. Do you think that's you have since taking over the Edmonton Oilers uh, in the last four years? The Oilers have the eighth best record in the National Hockey League. Can the team was twenty fifth the year before you came here? Uh, since Jay Woodcroft's become the head coach, uh, J- Jay has guided the Oilers to the second best record in the league uh, since February tenth uh, of twenty twenty two. In a decision that wasn't the easiest for you to make to to promote them. Um, do you think maybe people need to, is it an excuse because everybody's got to deal with the cap or do they need to factor in as the teams improve that you haven't really had a lot of wiggle room uh, to work with uh, come the cap? Well, I mean, probably we're all sitting in the same world with the cap. Now, you know, there's some teams over the last four, three, four years have made decisions to go into rebuild mode. But I think the teams, you know, there's probably a third of the teams um, that, that have probably dealt with the same challenges that, that we've did, you know, trying to go to the cap and trying to uh, um, put the best team that you can on the ice. And obviously, uh, you know, over the course of five years, you know, you know, obviously we've made some additions with Hyman and, and Ekholm and, 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 and Kane, and um, they've got, you know, fairly significant cap hits. And then over that five-year period, you have a lot of internal people uh, that are, you know, do raises um, either by negotiation or they have arb rights. And uh, um, obviously this, this off-season, we've got some young guys that, that have, you know, young Stu Skinner played, you know, he's up for the finalist for the uh, – uh, rookie of the year here tonight and had a 29 w- wins uh you know last year at 750 it's 2.6 he's worth every penny and we're thrilled to have him but that's the nature of the uh, of the cap world uh you know people kind of move up the ladder their their roles increase their salaries increase and other people uh, have to move on or or, or 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 take less but uh 
Um, and again, I think that's like you can't tell you that all 32 teams are dealing with that, but probably a good third to a half of the teams have, have dealt with that just because uh, who could have predicted a pandemic and uh, and the way uh, the cap has remained relatively flat for, for a five-year period. Ken, let's get to the players that you've either signed or pending UFAs, and then we'll get to the RFAs, and then we'll get to the landscape carrying forward here over the next couple of days. Uh, you did get Derek Ryan signed to a two-year deal, $900,000. Um, in your opinion, was that a team-friendly uh, agreement between you and Derek? Well, I mean, obviously, Bob, the, the minimum seven seventy-five. So he's what a buck and a quarter over the, the the minimum. You can't pay anybody in the league less than seven seventy-five this year. You know, he's had ten goals a year two years ago. Last year, he had thirteen. You know, no goals in the power play. It's a hard league to score ten goals in. He he kills penalties because he shoots right. He takes some uh, some D zone coverage. So. You know he's 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 very popular uh, in the locker room. Um, he's a leader. I, I believe he does it. You know he does it right in terms of managing the puck and 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 managing the game. So uh, he can play center. He can play uh, he can play right wing. Um, you know when a guy makes 1.25 and they score they score uh, 13 goals, they're not really looking for salary decreases. But to remain in Edmonton um, wants to win. Um, believes we have a chance to win, and ultimately we we come to the agreement on a two-year deal to reduce his salary from one poor cap number from 1.25 to 900. Um, and uh, obviously he's he's happy getting a second year, but uh, uh, for us it was you know it's, he's 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 making a little bit less against the cap, and those are things that I've got to. Lots of teams are trying to do. Did he say something along the lines of, you know, you're going to need the money more than me or something? I, I kind of heard this. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we talked and I'd made an offer and finally he came back after a few days. and I, 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 I think he was hoping for a little bit more. And he basically said to me, he decided that, uh, you know, he wanted to pitch in and uh, uh, do his part and take a little bit less. And, and uh, he's happy and uh, left a little in his mind, in his mind, left a little bit on the table. Uh, um, to try to pitch in and do his part, uh, so that I've got a few more, uh, few more dollars cap space to try to um, do something to do better. Because the cap is only up to eighty-three point five. Uh, I just had this conversation. Ken, Ken Holland joining us in orders now. Ken, John Shannon, and myself thought: Does this mean that maybe some guys will just sign one-year deals and hope for the bump next year? Um, anything at all shaken uh, with either uh, Matthias Janmark or uh, Nick Bugstead who uh, was a trade deadline acquisition and you know both guys I'm going to meet both of their agents here in Nashville okay. uh, I have had I have had uh, a number of conversations with uh, Janmark's agent um I do believe that we're, we're, you know, again, we're, we're, we're close. He does want to stay. Um, he, he, he loves being an oiler, uh, believes we have a chance to win, um, likes his role. And, um, so, um, I, you know, we, we, you know, he's a conscientious guy. He, he plays good. He plays good defense. Again, another guy that pitched in with 10, 10 goals can kill some penalties. Um, so I am talking to him and, and, uh, Nick Bukestad's agents. I'm, I am also have been talking to, but I've, I've got to figure out exactly uh, how much money that um, we've got to spend. Do you envision any scenario? You've got two important RFAs that are from the same uh, draft class, 2018. Bouchard, who was one, you know, led all defensemen in scoring in the playoffs, represented by Connor's agent Jeff Jackson, uh, and then Ryan McLeod, who can, upon further review, and I had a sort of an external guy run the numbers for me. He had really good analytics of the Vegas series, like. 
really like maybe oh, he's, had a, he's actually in my opinion uh, I think he's played had two really good playoffs for us um, you know he's 23 years of age he's a center iceman I like that he can transport the puck I like that he's homegrown he's an oiler he's, he's kind of gone through the experiences with us here over the last uh, couple of years uh, um, we did a one-year deal where obviously I think his, his QO was around 837 or 840 last year we did a one-year deal at seven 98 he took a little bit less than his qo to kind of you know pitch in and, and try to you know he wanted to be on the team so now he's obviously got arbitration rights um you know we'll find a solution that uh, that uh, works for him and works for us um and uh, you know bouchard does not have arbitration i i have talked to his uh, his representatives uh, dave gagne and jeff jackson a uh, few times over the last couple of weeks we're also uh going to meet here and uh I'm, I'm confident that in both cases we're going to find a solution i think ultimately they're going to be one or two year deals um it's hard to you know when you're when you're trying to sign a 23 year old to a five six seven year deal obviously the numbers go way way higher and right now um as we talked about the cap not moving we've just got to try to keep keep as many players as we can and then hopefully next year the cap starts to move and in a year or two we can uh, um get these guys signed up longer term. All right, you mentioned QOs. Uh, when do you have to have all the RFAs QO'd by? Is it the 30th? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, Noah Philp, you mentioned in a piece with uh, Daniel Nugent Bowman that at this time he has decided to retire. Do you still qualify him? He doesn't. He wouldn't count as one of your 50 guys on the roster if you QO him and he's not playing. Do you do you qualify him to retain his rights or how does that work? Yeah, we're going to we talked to his agent, L1, and told him that we're just going to qualify him. I, I, I mean, he, we've doubled back two or three times to him for personal reasons. Uh, he's made a decision that um, um, he's, gonna, he's going to um, move on from hockey. Um, we'll qualify him if thing, you know, all of a sudden a month from now, he, two months from now, he changes. He, he, he was, he had a really good year. He, he kind of had a, you know, uh, he was getting his feet wet the first half and the second half of the year, he really, he really took off and he came important down there. He's six foot four. Um, he sent a Iceman. We were really hoping to come to training camp and play him some preseason games and see where he was at. But uh, again, he's for personal reasons. He just decided that uh, he's not going to play. And if he changes his mind uh, over the summer, then obviously we've uh, we've got his rights. Ken, uh, so we've we've hit on some of the UFAs and the RFAs. Uh, there's a lot of big names out there, like. Taylor Hall getting traded today to the uh, uh, to the Chicago Blackhawks. You don't have a lot of uh, wiggle room, um, so I guess you got to get pretty creative if you're going to make a move, don't you? Yeah, I mean the, the good news is we don't have to trade a six million dollar player away to, to to get compliance, so we're able to keep the um, you know our most most important players. Um, you know, I think my challenge here in the off season is that on the, you know on the on the the bottom half of the roster last year, I was very pleased that we were able to have you know we had eleven forwards with ten goals or more, and I thought that we were able to you know secondary scoring, which was huge, and that's been something we've been trying to address here over the two or three previous years. Well, you know, if you look at the team that finished the year. 
you know, Bukestad was a cap number of 450 because we had him at 50 cents on the dollar yeah. from Arizona. And, and we had, uh, you know, Costin was at 750 and he's got our brights. And obviously McLeod was at 800 and he's got, he's got our brights. Uh, and, uh, you know, certainly Derek Ryan was at 1.250. He's now down to 900. You know, Yanmark is at 1.250 last year. So um, obviously those b- bottom guys that, I don't know, I think there's five of them total somewhere around four and a half million dollars you know including buke stats 450 well you nobody can play in the league on, on that it's got to be 775 so you know some of this has got to be obviously uh internal you know we're hoping on a on a young dylan holloway he was here last year for 50 games and then he went down but he's gonna got his feet wet so certainly we need we need him to um as a young guy to get some opportunity and push we're going to try to we kept Derek ryan uh, you know we're going to qualify mcleod we're going to keep him and we're going to kind of try to piece together a bottom six that we think can pitch in and hopefully have uh, four or five, six forwards on the bottom, get 10 goals and be good defensively and kill some penalties. And I think certainly the, you know, we've got the, you know, we've got the top two lines there and we've got that sorted out and, you know, the, the goaltending. So again, I think the, the challenge is to try to build the bottom six that we think can, can kill some penalties and pitch him with some secondary scoring. Uh, I, I didn't ask you, I'm getting texts on this. I miss Costin. Uh, obviously, Clem had a good year for you guys, 750 last year. He's probably up for a race. He does have our rights, right? He does have Arbrights, and obviously, um, you know, being a being a Russian player in the KHL, you know, there's always there's always those people uh, in people's ears. So, uh, I'm not sure where that's going to go. I've been in contact with Paul Theophanis' agent multiple times here over the last two weeks. Uh, I do know that he's got options outside the National Hockey League, and it's 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 it's, it's obviously going to be a challenge. So uh, um, there's no there's no way I'm going to be able to bring bring our our, our entire bottom part of our roster back uh, for for cap reasons, and we, we got to make decisions on which ones we want to keep. I like Clem. Um, you know, he he he, um, he got ten goals, ten eleven goals. He can he can fight. I thought he hit real hard. You know, physical. Um, so we'll I'll, I'll, I'll see. It's been uh, we've had lots of lots of uh, conversations. Uh, Paul Theophanis and I um, we're quite a ways apart. Um, so we'll see. All right, we're joined by Edmonton General Manager Ken Hall and Bob Stoffer with you on Twitter. Now, Ken, uh, so you got the awards tonight, and you got then the draft is on uh, Wednesday. Uh, you don't have a pick in the first round. You have one second round pick, a sixth and a seventh. Given is the hope is the hope that you're in a position where you're accruing money on the cap during the course of next season. That's the hope. Okay. I can't tell you it'll be a reality, but that's the hope now. I also will say to you, two years in a row, we've been really cap challenged, and we were able to add a, you know, a, a Brett Kulak at the deadline uh, um, two years ago, and and uh, um, Ekholm you know, and Bukestad this year. Yeah, and this year we added Ekholm and Bukestad, and obviously we traded Barry. So it has not um, hindered us from you know, and I ended up re-signing uh, Kulak, and obviously we've got Ekholm for three more years. So. Um, even being tight against the cap, it, it didn't hinder us from being able to do something at the trade deadline. Ideally, 
Would we like to be a million, a million and a half below the cap in a cruise space? Absolutely. Do I think it can be a reality? Knowing, um, I think it's going to be more, a little more difficult in, 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 to, in, to make it happen than, than just to chatter chat about it but but again um we still have been able to do something at the deadline the last two years that i think has been positive and impact positive impacts on our team what's uh what's it like like you got a second round pick this year is it out of the realm of possibility you could get a second plus in next year's draft with this year's second and just punt it forward and use that as uh uh capital for next year's uh trade deadline like is that an option well, I'm to open you guys? To anything you know I'm, op- I'm open to anything obviously someone's got to want to do that um you know, usually what happens is, you know, day one of the draft will go on, which is obviously tomorrow night, and then everyone gets a breather, gets ready for the next morning, and then people start to start to call around, and the phones phone start ringing, and people are coming at you, or could could be coming at you. Either the phone doesn't ring, or the, the phone does ring, and someone says, "Hey, well, would you trade your second round pick?" and and then you can say, "Well, we'll, we'll push it back a year, or we'll do this, or we'll do that, or we'll, we'll go backwards and we'll get an extra pick." Um, that 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 happens more probably. Uh, on day uh, one's Wednesday, Thursday morning, you know, or Wednesday night after the first round, uh, you might get some calls. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Ken, just to wrap up, Connor McDavid was on earlier, talked about, he said, we, you know, we've been good in free agency the last couple of years, got Zach Hyman and got Evander Kane, big, impactful players for your team. You're not going to have the same cap space. That said, because your team is good, again, the second best record in the league over the last year and a half, um, does that open opportunities that maybe haven't always been there to, for the Oilers in the past? And the fact that you have a competitive team, there's limited cap space for all the teams out there, and there might be you know, some agents looking to place some guys on, on a short-term one-year deal to a place where they can maybe drive some numbers and have some uh, team success. Is that is that yeah. uh, is that feasible possibly, perspective? Possibly. Okay. Yeah, possibly. And, and, and cheap. You know, I, I kind of look at you know, obviously, I was fortunate there. You know, it's just you know, my Detroit days, and you know, we had teams like this. Now, you know, obviously, part of my days in Detroit, there wasn't a cap, but right. most of my days in Detroit, there was a cap. If I was in Detroit, however many years, half the year, half my time was with the cap, and half was without. But I think part of, and I, as I analyzed last year, obviously, we had some players that had incredible seasons but i also think we had some players that can play better than what they did and i think that's a positive i don't think that's a negative there's room for there's room for growth and i i don't know that you can always plan on every player having career year and just keep backing up the career year you know i think that you know we were plus 65 and i look at differential we were plus 65 and differential um, third in the league, I think Jersey was plus 67 and second. Boston was like 102. They had a you know, the greatest regular season in the history of the National Hockey League. So, you know, you want to be plus – the good teams are plus 40, plus 50. So, you know, even if we don't score quite as much, certainly I think there's some, some growth that can happen on the defensive side of the puck. You know, from the time we got Ekholm to the end of the year, I think we were uh, ninth or 10th in the league in goals against ninth ninth in the league in goals against. I think we were probably in the twenties before that. So some of uh, some of being good might be just happening on the defensive side of the puck. Certainly the addition of Ekholm, the growth, the, you know, the blooming of, uh, of, of Evan Bouchard, um, you know, and, and I, and I also think the stability, you know, having, 
having the, the, lots of the guys together and you come to training camp and you pick up, you know, the, you look at the good teams, you know, over, over time, but, you know, the Tampas and the Chicago was in their prime. And, you know, there's obviously some change around the perimeters, but it's it's the core that's there all the time. They set the table. They know how to play. You get, you know, you go to training camp and you're, you're off and running and, you, you know, you can't have six, seven, eight new bodies every year and think you're going to have some stability. It takes the coach 20, 30, 40 games to figure out what everybody can do and who's playing with everybody. So the stability of having lots of our team together, um, maybe a little bit, like I said, the addition of Ekholm, uh, you know, picking up a little bit on the defensive side of the uh, of the puck. We know we're going to score. Uh, you know, we know our power, power play is going to be good. Our best players are in the prime of their career. And then if we can put ourselves in a position at the trade deadline, um, you always like to do something and pitch in, and, and uh, but but we but it takes sixty games to play your way into there. But but uh, we are tight. Uh, we don't have to get rid of any four, five, six million dollar players to try to get cap compliant. I can keep the core of our team together, but but. I, I think the expectation is that we're going to add some four or five million dollar player. There's no, there's, it's, it, there's no chance. But we do have a good team. Uh, we've played at a high level over the last 120 games. We've played at a high level over the the last two playoffs. We've lost to the last two Stanley Cup champions. I think those those experiences for our team are invaluable to see. To feel what these what these Stanley Cup champion teams look like in the playoffs, we've had some great series with LA and a great series with Calgary, and you know, big games down the stretch this year with Vegas uh, home, home and home, or twice in LA, trying to trying to win, compete with those teams for the division, and and hopefully uh, we, we stick with it and, and all those experiences. Um, down the road make a difference all right i lied i have one final question if, if you could maybe in 30 seconds philip brobert you made the pick in 2019 you can never have enough defense uh where's your headspace at right now with philip well obviously i believe in him. i mean he's uh you know the hard part the hard part is he's 21 years old and whether it's whether it, you know i look at bush now at 23, he finally, you know, yeah. Bush was 21 in the Canada division. I think he played 11 games out of the 56, and I was talking to his agent, and obviously, ultimately, I traded away Tyson Berry and uh, created and, and, and Bush at the age of 23 bloomed. So, you know, it's, it's hard for 21. We have a good team with, with good veteran players, so it's hard for young kids to knock those people out of the box. So, um, just trying to figure out what's what's in the best interest for Philip and also for for our for our team because the number one thing is to try to put a team on the ice to win um if a young man a young player can take a veteran job great but um not putting a young player in if the, if the vet, veteran's better so i think it's up to bro i know he's i know he's talked to him it was his birthday yesterday i texted him i texted him two three times last week um i know he's he's working hard in the gym and he's doing some things he's on the ice um young players got to come to training camp and they got to take people's jobs ken thanks for the 22 minutes and uh, i think you're pretty happy you didn't have to see me in nashville eh? <laughs> yeah always like to see you bob all right thanks a lot ken that is okay, thanks bob. you bet that's ken hall and he is the general manager of the edmonton oilers we'll tell you guests and oilers now receive gift cards to japanese village went there yesterday lots of people came over to say hi it was awesome edmonton's favorite teppanyaki steak restaurant you can book your celebration for the census don and his staff at jvedmonton.ca 128 off to a global news weather traffic update with randy kilburn back with george larock